Oh boy, has it been a busy weekend. How are you? Welcome to the podcast. Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. Uh, we started out on Friday with a, a, a trip to Prince's studio, Paisley Park, for the one-year anniversary of Prince's passing. And I will make a couple of observations for you. Number one, there weren't that many people there, uh, especially as compared to uh, a year ago when he died, when the entire Twin Cities area came out in shock and grief. Uh, there were not many people there. I was really surprised because when I got there, I walked along the fence and turned the corner to where everybody was last year. And I turned the corner and there was nobody there. A few TV cameras. And there were probably, you know, a hundred or so people kind of gathered around, scattered up and down the fence. But it was just kind of an interesting thing. The, the park itself was really busy. Lots of tours, lots of activity. But uh, it was a different kind of vibe. It was not somber and sad like it was a year ago. And... Um, let me just say there were a lot of Prince fans and not the normal kind of fans like you and I are fans of Prince. We might go put a purple balloon or something in the fence. There were the freaky fans and uh, there was a woman there who, oh my God, um, she was very nice and she is an intuitive and an intuitive is somebody like a psychic um, and uh, so in other words, they hear things. She said that uh, her and her friends had talked to Prince after he had died and Prince insists that he was murdered. And, um, you know, it's, I don't know, it's just one of those things where it's not even really just worth discussing because I think that some people just can't accept something at face value. They figure there's got to be a conspiracy theory in there. And I don't think there's any, any mystery as to why Prince died at all. I mean, it was a drug overdose and it was pretty well documented that, he had some problems with that. So anyway, that was Friday. And then Saturday, got up early to go to um, uh, get a trumpet for Carson's Eagle Project. Actually, it was a flute. Thanks to Tara for helping us get that one. Uh, then we went to band practice at the radio station. Carson and I went. And then we ran from there to Afton State Park to do a nine-mile hike with fully loaded packs for the Boy Scouts. And that was really cool. It's beautiful. You should get down to Afton State Park this summer. It's gorgeous. Um, there are parts of the park, especially in the way southern part of the park, where you cross over the park road, that nobody's there. I mean, it's just, it's like the part, part of the park that people don't know exists. And it feels like it's a million miles from anywhere. So it's beautiful. Um, so go do that. Saturday night, we stayed home. We watched Better Call Saul, which I don't think is nearly as good as it was last year. They are taking a very long time to tell a little bit of a story. Then Sunday, just kind of like stayed around the house and got some things done. Um, and finally, I'm working on the podcast. So here's some interesting things. Um, here's something that happened to me uh, this afternoon. And I want to see what you thought, thought about this because I didn't know what to do. And I ended up not doing anything because I didn't want to rile somebody up. But here's what had happened. I went to Quick Trip to get gas on the motorcycle, and uh, there was a girl who pulled up facing me um, on the pump right in front of me. So I was like, you know, just looked up, and she was pumping gas. She's probably 16 or 18 years old, and she left the car running the entire time. And I thought, you know, it's very possible that her mom or her dad has never told her, turn the car off when you get gas. It maybe never occurred to her. And so I was going to say something to her. I was going to say, hey, you know, maybe you didn't know this, but you're supposed to turn your car off when you get gas. You know, maybe you didn't know that. But then I thought, you know, 
people get so offended. How is she going to take this? Is she one of these people who's going to say, don't tell me how to live my life or get away. I'm going to call the cops or would she appreciate it? Isn't that funny that we have to think so carefully about how we deal with people now? It's kind of like I I noticed this when I would run back when I would run a lot more. I don't run that often very more very much anymore. I would notice that um, that a lot of women would not look up and wave and say hi. And I thought, well, are they made uncomfortable by the fact that I'm a guy? Or are they just concentrating? Or Because I'd say hi to everybody. I'd wave if they had their headphones on. And I'd say hi if they didn't. And 90% of people would say hi or wave. And there were some women that just didn't want to. And I thought, well, are they offended somehow because guys bother them? You know, and I try to understand that. Do, do they get offended because guys bother them? Um, and so I don't know. It's funny how I had to think about whether I would be bothering this girl or offending her by saying, hey, you got to turn your motor off when you're getting, when you're uh, pumping gas. So, and that leads to another story that I saw in the paper today. This, check this out. No, I saw it online. Um, there's an app called Flipboard, and Flipboard is really cool because Flipboard gives you the top 10 news stories for the day. And it's not always the newsiest, most important stuff. It's more like, oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. And it's more like, you know, in-depth articles. And some it tells you how long it takes to read each one, three minutes, 21 minutes, or whatever. Um, so you can know what you're in for before you start to read it. Well, there's an article about sensitivity readers so these are people who, when they publish books, or kids' books especially, they the publisher hires people to read them to watch for insensitivity. Uh, and they had a couple of examples. There was one that was written, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was written, about, it involved um, uh, Native Americans. And I think it was part of a kid's book, or it was a history book, something. And they called them savages. And somebody was offended, and so it was pulled off the shelves. Um, uh, well, kind of understandably so. 100 years ago, 80 years ago, 50 years ago, we might have referred to Indians in the Old West or in America as savages, but certainly not anymore. Well, there's a better example, and this one was actually pulled off the shelves. It was something about George Washington's slave, Hercules. And, uh, and it showed a picture of Hercules smiling, like a drawing of Hercules smiling. And I think that was the one that got pulled off the shelves because it was deemed insensitive that a slave would be depicted as happy. Now, I'm not saying that I agree or disagree. I'm only saying, isn't it interesting that there are now things as such a thing as sensitivity readers to make sure that things aren't too offensive? Because, I mean, you think about it, there are certain things that you and I have never experienced, depending on what your life has been like and what your background is, that we might say something about it and not mean anything harmful at all, but somebody else could take great offense. I don't know, I just thought that was really interesting. Okay, so moving on to something different. Um, I post, uh, talked about last week on the podcast how I couldn't understand people who, number one, litter, number two, people who... Um, don't pick up after their dog poop in the whenever they're outside. And three, people who don't put their dogs on leashes um, when they're out in a park or in public. And I talked about how I was in Colorado, and uh, there were 
probably half the people that had a dog did not have the dog on a leash. So we were at Afton State Park yesterday, and I told Carson, I said, you know, I'll bet you we'll see people out here with their dog not on a leash. And Carson said, nah, I don't think so. We're closer to the city. There's a lot of people. I'll bet you everybody has their dog on a leash. And everybody did, except one person who, for whatever reason, just figured that, you know what, the rules are optional. Uh, so I'm going to uh, check text messaging or actually messaging on my Facebook page right now. And I got a message about that from um, a guy named Mark Connell. Mark Connell, I grew up with this guy. He's a great guy. We were in scouts together. We went to church together. He was one of my buddies in elementary school. I didn't know him as well after high school, but Mark's just a great guy. Brilliant. He's a teacher. Uh, he says, even worse than not picking up, to the, up after their dogs are those that bag their dog's poop and then leave the bag at the side of the trail. They take something that could naturally decompose and make sure it will be there for years. Um, I don't get it. Can you explain that? I don't know. I don't understand it. Uh, all right. So the book, you know, the podcast is focused on the book. It's supposed to be about the book. Take a shower, show up on time and don't steal anything. So let's find a chapter in here that we can talk about uh, this week on the podcast. Um, number 96. If you want someone to change, just keep on waiting. So let me read this to you. Lots of people call my radio show to vent about their boyfriend. Quote, he's gotten four DUIs this year. He dodges bill collectors. He's running an illegal fur farm under our porch. But I'm staying with him because I know he'll grow up as soon as our baby arrives. What? Most of us have some experience with the one who would not change. Either we were the one who waited for them to make a transformation, or we watched helplessly as our friend hoped his girlfriend would stop sleeping with the entire lacrosse team. Now, I dated a girl once who knew a guy who had just gotten out of prison. Not jail, but actual prison. I can't remember what he got caught doing, but I think it was theft. For some forgotten reason, this guy wanted to borrow my kick-ass expensive binoculars, and being overdue for another mistake in my life, I agreed. Well, weeks later... When he still hadn't returned them, I naively asked my girlfriend, hey, well, can you call him and have him bring them back? This is what he told her. And this is a true story. Hadn't thought about this in a while. He said, yeah, you know, I brought those by his house last week. And when I looked in the window, I saw him screwing some girl. So I left. Wow. So not only did I never see those binoculars again, but I also had to defend myself against this awesome and creative lie bonus I guess I shouldn't have been surprised that a career criminal would find it that easy to make up a lie that made me look bad when I had done him the favor of loaning him my expensive binoculars. So I do this guy a favor and he repays it by stealing them and making up a lie as to why he couldn't return them. So in the words of a former boss, people change not a lot. They may change a little or they may change for a short time. Or they'll say they'll change because it'll buy them more time while you continue to pay their rent. But they'll really never change. There's only one occasion when you shouldn't give up on someone changing. And that is you should not give up on your kid. Because you got to keep on them so one day they'll have a big house and you can live in their basement. Hey, seriously though, you can't give up on your kid because you are probably the only one in their life that will never give up on them. And can you imagine what life would be like if everybody has given up on you? 
All right. Uh, I will tell you one thing about change, and this is kind of a caveat to that chapter. People do change, but not for the better. Now, that's not always true, but I thought about this. I thought the older weird people get, the weirder they get, and the crazier they get. So if they're kind of crazy when they're 22, they're going to be batshit crazy by the time they're 42. I don't really have any doubt about that. And if somebody's a little bit weird when they're 28, by the time they're 58, they're fucking really weird. Um, That's been my experience. I've lived long enough to see that happen. And I know it sounds a little bit cynical, but I think a lot of life needs to be addressed with a little bit of cynicism because I think that that's... I don't know. It's not a natural thing necessarily, but I think that as you get older, you realize that being optimistic in a foolish sort of way is not always the best idea. Here's an example. Loan your brother money when you're 20. You know he's going to pay you back because he's your brother and you love him and you're 20 and you're young and you've always had people pay you back. Loan your brother money when you're 40 And it's like, well, wait a second. He didn't pay me back the last time. So I don't know. Experience brings a little bit of healthy cynicism. Uh, All right. We're going to wrap it up. It's Sunday night. I hope you have a great week. Um, This this podcast seemed a little bit negative, and I'm sorry about that. Didn't mean it to be that negative because, you know, I'm usually the bearer of all that is freaking cheerful. Am I right? Um, Have a good week. Check out the book on Amazon, or you can download it to Kindle, uh, or you can order it on itaskabooks.com, and it's also in most Barnes & Nobles, the ones that are still open, and your local bookstore can order it too. Um, We will talk to you next week on Take a Shower, show up on time and don't steal anything. Oh, and by the way, don't forget our Facebook page is facebook.com slash take a shower book. Please leave me a message or a post or tell me what you want to talk about. Uh, I think last week I got a whopping one post on there. Thanks to my friend, Mark Connell. Um, so please leave a, a message on there. Leave a post on there. Shout out to my boy, Eric Gugamos who uh, I've known for 24 years. He was my producer on the show uh, when I first started, and he is a great guy. He's had some health problems. Um, And the good news is Eric is going to uh, be around long enough to continue to be a giant pain in everyone's ass. So a shout-out to Eric Gugamos. You my boy. Uh, You guys be good. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.